Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. We're going to have a great show today, uh, but before I introduce our guest, I just wanted to let people know again if you are new to sustainable success, you can find us at the Voice America Influencer Channel. Sustainable Success, we air every Wednesday as you're on the show today, and you can find past episodes there. Also, we are on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. Feel free to like us there and join where you can follow us and get information on not only on past episodes and current episodes, but also answers to questions that uh, that people have asked during the show. So it's a great, a valuable resource for you to listen to past event, uh, past shows, to get some valuable content, and also to have your questions answered. So today, as as everybody knows that listens to sustainable success, we talk about you know certain habits, disciplines, and behaviors that lead to sustainability and success. This in your business, your relationships, and also with your personal wellness. But sustainable success isn't always going to be perfect, right? There's going to be obstacles. There's going to be setbacks and challenges, but it's our attitude and our mindset where we are and how we can go through those obstacles to come out ahead. We have a a wonderful guest today. Her name is Marie White, and we're going to be discussing how parents can cope while their child is missing. Marie White is the author of five books, including the award-winning number one bestseller, Strength for Parents of Missing Children, Surviving Divorce, Abduction, Runaways, and Foster Care. She's also a missionary, a traveler, an entrepreneur, and a YouTube host with over a half a million views. She owns Zamiz Press, if I pronounced that right, an inspirational publishing company. Marie encourages people from all walks of life experiencing a variety of struggles to know there is hope. Marie, I welcome you to the show today. Oh, thank you. That was a beautiful intro. I love it. You should just follow me around saying that everywhere. <laughs> well, I've, I've been, obviously, we, we are connected through so many different people. And, you know, I hear so such wonderful things about you. And I saw you at City Gala. Well, I saw you for, through the pictures. And I'll be at City Gala in March. So I'm looking forward to meeting you in person while there. And, uh, you know, I know when Jeremy had connected us, I was like, wow, you know, what a powerful story this is. This is something that, you know, many people could even even imagine going through this type of experiencing. But you have the ability to take the positive side and be able to share with others that they they have the strength to persevere whatever whatever they may be affecting them in their current situation. So I wanted to talk to you about when when you know, when parents, how do they cope while, when, when their child is missing? I mean, I have a 10-year-old, and I couldn't even imagine what would I be going through if that happened to me. So I wanted to ask you, you know, what is it like to have a child abducted? I mean, it's such a, 
a very touchy subject, and and but I think that people need to hear about it because there there is many situations out there where this is happening, and and it can happen to anyone. It absolutely can, and I'm the most paranoid mom ever. I'm like you know wouldn't even let my son go into the men's bathroom until he was like twelve and you know six feet tall or whatever. Um, because I was always afraid something like this could happen. And yet even being an overprotective parent and really watching out for my children, this still happens. And when this can happen to someone as nutsy as I am, it can happen to anybody. And that's a huge shock to most of us because we think if we put up enough protection, our children will be safe. And there really is no such thing as a perfect world. No, that's true. I mean, I, I'm kind of the same way, you know, with my son. You know, he's at that age now where he's, you know, he's not a teenager yet, but he's kind of looking to break away. I want to walk from the bus stop back to the house by myself. Don't please don't be there near the bus stop. And, you know, I can remember when I was a kid, I mean, I, I'd walk to school. I mean, I was riding my bike at six years old, you know, for miles away from the house. I'd be gone from my house all day. Parent, I guess back then, you know, we didn't think about this, but in today's world with the internet and and all this information it just there's just all these 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 opportunities for people that that are not well to take advantage of others and and so we live in a different world so i wanted to say that when you know looking at a situation like this how you know how would a family manage to cope with this situation in your case how would you cope with this situation when you were going through that well, I think if we start at the beginning, on the day that it actually happened, I, I I look at our response, and I think it kind of tells the story in that when it happened, we didn't fall to the floor. You know, I didn't, I'm going to talk for myself, even though it was you know, my husband and I and our other children. Um, I didn't fall to the floor crying, oh, why, why, or faint or passed out. There's no time for that. When something like this happens, whether it's your child is riding their bike, you know, home from school and they get snatched, whether it is um, a, a divorce where another parent takes the child, they go for their weekend visit and they just never return or they are taken overseas by that parent, which actually happens a lot. Um, and a lot of your listeners have gone through messy divorces and know what it's like when the children are being kept from, from them by the other parent. Um, when that happens, there is no time to go into the, you know, hand to the head, oh, I fall to the floor and faint. You're in hyper-focused fight-or-flight mode. You are thinking, what is the next thing that I need to do to get my child back? I mean, you are in terror. It's that same feeling you have when your child is two and you're in the grocery store, and one minute they're by your leg, the next minute you don't see them because they're behind your leg, but for that moment, you go into panic. It is that feeling on steroids, and there is no... There's no way to get away from it because you're thinking, okay, I, I'm, I feel this horrible terror, but I also need to go, how do I find my child? Do I call the police? Do I call a private detective? What do I do? Do I, do I run the street or do I not leave the house so, they, so I'm here when they get brought back? Are they getting brought back? Are they coming home? Has something terrible happened to them since they've been taken? I mean, all of these thoughts are happening and they happen within the first 30 seconds. So you yeah. are just in a, a complete stress state. Yeah, like I said, it's the fight or flight. I mean, like I said, you can't, you're just, it's like this constant adrenaline flow, but in, you know, in a way that, you know, you, you, you're just, you, you just want to be able to know where they are. And wow, I can't even imagine, but I, you, you, I hear these stories all the time. You know, you read it about it in the papers, it's on TV and, you know, it is definitely a problem, a major problem. 
and that why I was so happy that you know that you're you know a survivor, you're an advocate in this area, and you know you have the ability to share this information with others that are listening that have either gone through this or uh, you know or you know, just want to know more information about it so they know different ways of how to deal with this um, in other in other situations. So I wanted to ask you, you know, in terms of going through this experience. What did you learn from surviving this tragedy? Well, I think the thought that we all have, you know, when we're when our children are little, when they're babies, and we think, oh, if something happened to them or if someone took them, um, one of the biggest um, nightmares that new parents have is that someone comes and takes their child because they're so, you know, they love their child, they, they're excited about the new baby, and they'll wake up with these horrible nightmares that someone has taken their child, snuck in the window, whatever. Um, so that is our worst fear. And when you think of that happening, and that immediately most of us think, okay, if that would happen, I would hunt them down and I would get them and no matter what, I would find my child. The reality is a lot different than that imagining that we have. Parents don't need to, to imagine either the fake reality or the real reality because no imagining is going to help you. Um, but just know that what we've imagined is not the way it was. Um, there are certain parameters for somebody who's going through a terrible divorce. I know um, literally thousands of parents at this point that I know that have gone through a parental abduction where the other parent has taken the child or hired someone to take the child. They have kidnapped them from their house and taken them overseas or taken them into Central America into um, cartels to be kept captive so they can't be with their mom or dad. And these, these other parents that have had the child taken from them know where that child is. They know that they're in France. They know exactly they're at the great aunt's house or they're in the cartel down in Colombia. They know where they are. And yet if they were to go and, and kidnap back their own child, they would go to jail and never see that child again. Yeah, it's such a tough situation. I I remember watching a, a uh, this was on, I think, 60 Minutes or... Uh, Dateline, this is going back a ways. I remember a gentleman, he was briefly married to someone from South America and it ended up, she ended up just abruptly leaving him and took their child and, and, and went to Brazil and there was nothing he could do. I mean, he had to go back and forth and I think eventually he was able to get his son back, but it took a number of years. I mean, he missed some valuable, those valuable years where a father and son bond. And that is just such a difficult thing to, to go through. But, you know, this man just persevered and never gave up. And, and that's really where it shows somebody's character and their strength. And he was an example for others that might be, you know, going through similar situations. Absolutely. And as a parent in that kind of situation, you know, we watch those on the news and we think, at what point? Is it too late and you need to let go? At what point is taking that child back home where they actually belong going to do more harm to the child? And as we're learning, there is no point. I mean, we're seeing families that are reunited after 20 years and the child is saying, I have always wanted to come home. I'm so glad you didn't give up on me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, I mean, the child at that point understands because they're an adult or they, they can rationalize now that 
that when they meet see the other parent that 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 obviously it was not like that person gave up on them like the, the other parent might have told them so um and i love watching those stories you know when i see these people reunited and there's always a happy ending with it and uh but like i said i mean there's just so much of this going on there and we're probably going to get into a little bit more about that especially with the divorces we'll talk about the court systems and how they deal with this i i have another story i can share with you and you could probably relate uh, with a friend of mine but going through this experience i wanted to find you know the listeners to know what what did, what kind of purpose did you find in your pain during this experience well again we're we're um, Christians, um, non-denominational, just plain old Christian people. <laughs> and uh, within two or three months of this happening, I really just kept, you know, calling out to God, going, all right, I, I know you've allowed this to happen. You didn't cause it to happen. You didn't say, hey, I'm going to take their kid, um, or their kid, but um, but I know you allowed this to happen. What do you want me to do with this pain? I mean, there's obviously a reason it, throughout the entire Bible Every time we see somebody going through something hard, when they go through something hard, it's always because there's some amazing reason, like Joseph gets sold as a slave and eventually ends up the second in command over all of Egypt, saving all of Egypt and all of the Israelites. Like you see that he had to go through something, but in the end it was for a greater purpose. And so that was my call was, you know, Lord, what is my greater purpose in this? Why are you allowing this to happen? Let me see it and let me find it. And that became a search for what this purpose was and the very first purpose that I felt like he put on my heart was to start a YouTube channel. And YouTube is so powerful. I mean, it reaches so many different people and it, you know, and people identify when they visually can see someone and you obviously had, were able to really emotionally connect with these people at a heart level. You know, there's no, I mean, there's no surprise why you have over half a million listeners or viewers and you know, because people want to be able to identify with people, you know, especially when they've gone through a similar situation and what you're doing and providing this information and connecting with them in this way gives them hope. You know, it reestablishes their their alignment with their faith and that they that they can also find purpose here in their situation that they can do something good with it. Absolutely. And that's. That's really what we're looking at in any situation, whether it's somebody going through something similar to this or someone's going through a bankruptcy or their business is being foreclosed or, you know, whatever, whatever thing they're going through in their life that is really difficult. In that moment, you feel alone. In that moment, you feel like you are going through the worst thing and no one else can relate. And the problem with that is that that's when we all give up because we feel like we can't handle it anymore and we are alone. But as it turns out, we're not. There are a lot of other people going through something exactly like what you're going through, even though you can't even imagine somebody else living through it. And that you actually have an opportunity in that problem for something amazing, but you have to start looking for it. God, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're going to be uh, going to break here shortly in a couple minutes, um, Marie. But I wanted to find out, you know, based upon, you know, again, your personal experience, you know, briefly describe, and we can get into it more in the second uh, the second part of the show, you know, how you've been able to impact others after going through this experience. <laughs> well, a couple of things happened. One was that um, I became an online missionary, and now I talk with 
people all over the world. I mean, I, I literally get emails from people in Iran or Myanmar, places that are closed countries, writing in and saying, hey, I want to become a Christian. What's it going to cost me? And I know what it's going to cost them because our being so vocal in our faith cost us our child. We were actually targeted because we were Christians. And so now I can relate to them in a way I never could, and I get to reach hundreds of people that way on a one-on-one basis, mentoring them and discipling them to become Christians or to help them in their Christian faith. I also get to reach half a million people on YouTube. I also get to reach over 10,000 people have read just one of my books, and I actually have now seven books out. So the reach has been enormous in the people that are contacting me and say, and being inspired or just having someone with a listening ear. Wow, yeah, and we're going to get into a little bit more, you know, about your book, Strength for Parents of Missing Children, Surviving Divorce, Abduction, Runaways, and Foster Care. You know, we're going to be talking about that here in the second half. And, I, you know, again, I want to, you know, commend you for everything that you've gone through and, and using all of these different types of channels or, you know, meet, you know to, to communicate this message through your books through YouTube, you know, being face-to-face, going to events, speaking. And these are so important, you know, because, you know, everybody connects with information on a different level. And I always respect people that are able to, you know, utilize different different resources to do that. And it's evident that you've done that here. And, uh, and we're going to get into more a little bit here about, uh, you know, from your book, so the uh, listeners can get more information that they can identify with what they may be going through or maybe had gone through in the past. You're listening to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. We're here with Marie White, who is the author of Strength for Parent, Parents of Missing Children, Surviving Divorce, Abduction, Runaways, and Foster Care. And we'll be right back after the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-760-0116. That's 800-760-0116. 800-760-0116. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. What is balance? 
It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Hi, I'm Tina Kadish, a freedom strategist from Life is Ideal. I provide you the tools and strategies to live a happier, wealthier, and healthier life. Today, I want to share how you can be happier. Did you know that over 80% of working Americans are not passionate about what they do? Everyone knows that passion is the key to success. But for people who don't know what their passions are, finding that passion can be a huge mystery. As a certified passion test facilitator, I provide a simple yet powerful tool to help individuals get clear about the five things that matter most to them and then a process to make those the priority in your life. If you are in transition between careers or working in a career that you don't love or just don't know what you want to do, then you need to contact me today and we will discuss how you can begin today to be passionate with your life. You can visit my website at www.lifeisideal.com and let's connect on Facebook today. Thank you and make it a powerful, happier 2018. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. Uh, We're here with Marie White, if you're just joining us again. She is the author of five books, including the award-winning number one bestseller, Strength for Parents of Missing Children, Surviving Divorce, Abduction, Runaways, and Foster Care. In the first leg, we had discussed uh, Marie's experience with this, uh, you know, how parents cope while their child is missing. And uh, wanting to get into, Marie, about, you know, when we think of missing children, most of us immediately think of kidnapping or abduction, but you say there are other types of missing children. I know that we talked about this a little bit on the first leg. What are these other types that we can expand on for the listeners? Well, there are several things happening right now in the United States that are, are, I don't think people realize they're actually happening. I didn't realize to the extent they were happening until I started writing the book. As I did a little research for marketing and started running into these groups on Facebook, of just people who've had their children taken for all sorts of reasons. One of the ones that people really don't realize is happening is medical kidnapping. We hear about the extreme cases like Charlie Gard over in Europe, the little baby who was born with a terminal illness, and the parents had raised and were willing to get him outside medical care in the United States, 
and the German government actually, t- or not German, sorry, European government actually told them, we will not allow you to get treatment for this child because we have determined his life is not worth living. Mm. Now, that happened, that was a big case, and that happened, you know, in Europe in this past year, and there have been a number of other cases in the United States that we've seen get media attention, but so many don't. Parents that are literally taking their children to the doctor, and you've got an eight-year-old, and the doctor says, well, we did a test, and, you know, they have cancer. We want to go ahead and start chemo, and the parent says, well, I'd like to get a second opinion, and the doctor says, excuse me, I don't think so. And in fact, we're going to call DCS right now, or Children's Services, um, to come in and take your child from you right now and make this make you do this chemo. And so they come yeah. and take their child and put them into foster care because the parent no longer has the right to choose the kind of medical treatment their child needs. Yeah, and you're right. I've seen that. I've seen that. I've heard cases of that uh, recently. I mean, and I would even think that sometimes. Would you think with the vaccinations too, on some level? The whole issue with vaccinations. Yes. yes. And we're not even talking like the Amish. We're not talking about the extreme cases where someone's saying, you know, uh, they have a cut and they have gangrene and we're not going to get them treatment. We're talking about parents who are saying, I would like another hospital to take a look at these results and see what they think. And doctors being offended, calling social services, which works right in their hospital, and getting the child taken away. I know cases of people that I actually have met where they have taken the child in where they have adopted a child from another country with a severe medical condition. They have, you know, I'm talking literally feet of paperwork of the medical conditions. They've taken these children, they've adopted them to get them treatment in the United States. They get them in, a new person comes on shift, a new nurse, sees that the child has this terrible medical condition, blames it on the parent, and calls social services to come in and take, take the child away. They're like, we wow. just adopted this child to get them out of that and, you know, I mean, just ridiculous things that are happening with the giant bureaucracy that we're seeing within the government. Yeah, I mean, I guess that would lead to, I guess, you know, maybe, you know, like the court systems. I mean, do you feel like the family court systems, I think there that needs a, a major revamping? <laughs> and, well, at least I wouldn't, I, I mean, I don't know if I'd say that collectively around the country, but I know in certain areas that is the case because I had this happen to somebody I know. And unfortunately, because of, the stress of what this individual went through, he ended up taking his life as a result of it and lost. I mean, and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, that is what's happening daily. And that's actually what has pushed me on to do this is there are times, you know, where I'm like, I don't want to finish writing the book. I, you know, it, it hurts me every day to work on it or, you know, people buy it, they don't buy it. At least it's there. But every day is that nagging thought in the back of my head that each day at least one parent takes their own life because they don't have access to their children, whether it's through an abduction, through a nasty divorce, which is more than likely the case, um, parental kidnappings, being taken into foster care, medical kidnappings, children that run away. All of those scenarios end up with parents that take their own life because they cannot deal with the stress anymore. And when they have my book, that changes everything. So every day that I don't market, every day that I don't learn more about how to get this book into people's hands, it's actually costing someone their life, and I can't live with that. No, and I wish that, you know, like I said, if the timing were right, you know, had I were able to get this book into this uh, individual's hands, there might have been hope. Uh, 
it, it was tragic when we found out because we didn't see it coming. I mean, we knew what, what this person was going through, but didn't know to the extent that, that, you know, it would cost him his life. And, yes. you know, again, just a horrific experience going through the family court system, being accused of being a abusive father when he was not abusive in any way. And matter of fact, the child kept talking about how he wanted to be with the dad more than the mom. But, mm-hmm. you know, they they obviously sided with the mother. And, you know, and who, and, and now we got one person dead. And now this child is probably going to grow up with a lot of major issues, um, which yes. nobody wins in this and situation. It's true. And the epidemic of false allegations is unbelievably huge. I mean, there are people that are doing undercover videos of them going into attorneys' offices in, and pretending they're getting a divorce so that they can get these attorneys to say, well, this would be really, it would be much easier for you to get custody if you could claim abuse. Yeah. No, and it, it's... seeing that happen. You know, anytime that, you know, again, you know, the children are always going to be the, 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 the victim in this situation. You know, again, the primary yes. victim. and. And it's such a sad thing because now you create this vicious cycle where if that's what they know, they end up repeating similar, you know, habits and behaviors that could lead them down that road where they experience that same situation now as now the adult rather than the child and do that unto their children. And you just gave an example of that when you talked about when I was a kid, I was able to walk home from school and ride my bike all over the place. We see normal as what we have grown up with. And so you're right, a child who sees narcissistic or abusive behaviors and doing this to another person has a higher chance of doing this to the next person and the next child. That's so true. That is so true. I wanted to go ask you the second question here. Um, you know, what are parents of missing children going through physically? What is that? You know, how is it? I mean, obviously, it has to affect them physically. Yes. And as you were talking about with your friend, I mean, and and we talk about it in the book, that one of the things that you go through is the guilt. And for somebody making a false accusation, it costs the person making the accusation nothing. To the person that they accuse, it costs them everything. Mm. So it is a horrible situation, and that is actually the most debilitating of all the... um, types of um, of missing children is that when there is a false allegation thrown in there, it ends up being that the person who's innocent feels that they are trapped and feels like they are being held back from doing all the things they want to do to get their child back because they have this false allegation looming and they wonder, will someone believe it? And that is a horrible feeling for these families to go through. And um, additionally, as you're talking about with what happens to our bodies, at this time, when a child is taken from you, whether it is through an abduction like we experienced or through a parental abduction or, you know, separation like that, your body goes into fight or flight mode. It goes into overproduction of the stress hormones, cortisol and adrenaline. And so all of a sudden your thinking isn't even right. I mean, it took me three days and I, I... consider myself a reasonably intelligent person. Um, It took me three days to realize that the reason I felt like vomiting was because I was in a heightened level of stress and it was okay not to be okay. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if my brain had been working right, I would have figured that out pretty quickly. But because you're in that mode, I mean, you see football players before they go on the field vomit. You see gymnasts or people in the Olympics vomit from the nervous stress. Here we were in that additionally heightened mode of that and couldn't even see, hey, it's okay, you're under stress. And it's like I said, when you're going through this, I mean, th- th- this level of stress varies. I mean, you're in this, you know, this extreme state uh, state of of stress, and then it may subside slightly, but it, you're, it's never like you're coming out of it. And that obviously has a tremendous impact negatively on your body because you talked about the cortisol, and it raises the body's cortisol, and that produces inflammation in the body, which can lead to a lot of different issues. Absolutely, people end up having. Um Adrenal fatigue, where their their adrenaline levels have just been so high for so long, it causes all kinds of problems internally, externally, and even in the mind. Your body is not meant to be under that kind of stress for that period of time. And so, in, so I, if you don't find a way to break through it, it, it will destroy you. I mean, it's like the, you know, the, the military, you know, the veterans that come back from war, you know, they maybe they served over in Iraq or Afghanistan or wherever. And then those that are suffering from PTSD, I mean, it's very, so it's, it can be almost like in this, these situations, people are, didn't have to go to war to experience that and have that. Absolutely. We see a huge population of people with PTSD who are parents who are dealing with a missing child. And one of the worst things is that they cannot go and get the help that they need when they realize that's what they have. And they have either PTSD from the trauma of having their child taken or complex PTSD from the ongoing trauma of your child being kept from you in a nasty divorce and going to court and being falsely accused and all of this just adds trauma on top of trauma. And they can't go get help because if they go to a, a doctor and, and a psychologist or a psychiatrist, that will be used against them in court, so they have nowhere to go. And so I do try to cover that in the book, and I did interview five experts so that there is at least help from the mental health community health community, um, for them without having to go in somewhere because they won't because they know it could cost them their child. Yeah. Well, I mean, looking at this, I mean, you know, obviously there, these people are going through different motions. So what are some of these emotions that parents are going through? What are some of the specific emotions that you can you can you can talk to the listeners that they you know may that have the people have gone through this have experienced? Well, you definitely touched on one of them, and that is you know definitely depression, um, mm-hmm. feeling overwhelmed with sadness. You're also going to feel guilt. I don't just mean guilt like you've done something wrong, you're going to feel guilt like, oh, that time that I, you know, that my child before they were taken or gone or or whatever, I didn't go play, you know, catch with them in the backyard. Yeah. I, you know, or I I feel terrible because when I was five years old, I, I stole a pack of gum and this is my, this is my penance for that. This is, you know, what I get in return for that. I mean, thoughts that normal people wouldn't have, but in the situation you're in, you blame yourself for everything. And that's what makes you so susceptible to becoming depressed and to being suicidal is that all these things start to play on your mind that you deserve what's happening to you. And it's not true. It is not yeah. true. I meet the most wonderful people, good people, 
pediatricians who have done nothing but love their child and then had a nasty divorce have lost their practice because of the false allegations the ex has made on them. Just horrible scenarios. What would you say about the the emotion of anger? You know, I can I can say for you know, obviously men and women can have experienced different levels of anger, but anger is obviously more prevalent in men. If a man is going through this situation, the anger because men tend to hold emotions in rather than let them be known like women. And when we hold these in, you know, anger can really just have a, you know a, a, a tremendous impact negatively on the body as well as the mindset. Absolutely. And again, you're, you haven't even read the book and you're already quoting from the book. I can't even believe this. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do talk about that because it is, so, it is so prevalent and it is so destructive. I mean, anger, bitterness, you have a choice. You can choose in a situation like this or in any situation you have. Even when your partner in business has just tried to destroy you or you've lost the company, you have a choice. You can become broken, you can become bitter, or you can become better. And that is a choice we have to make. For families that are going through something um, where the child may come to look for them later in the future, say it's an estrangement or an alienation from a child, the person that you become on social media is the person they will one day see. So if you're on there and you're hating the government and you're hating your boss and you're hating your ex and you're hating the court system and you're hating everything, I understand. Believe me, I understand what it feels like to be mad at all of those entities. But the bottom line is that hatred does not help you. It only hurts you. It makes you look like the crazy person and it makes no one want to help you or stand beside you. And instead, yeah. and I do detail that in the book, to go through and find the things that you're grateful for. No, absolutely. I mean, because, you know, I mean, it's it, anger is the lowest vibrational energy there is. It's very easy to fall into anger. And and it's very hard to get out of it at the same token. But, you know, that being said, like you said, when you really look at it from a third-party perspective, I mean, yes, you can understand why somebody's going through that, but... But when you when you are experiencing that anger, is it really serving the purpose? Is it making things better, the situation better? No. And sometimes we have to really rise above to reach up to that higher level vibrational energy, that being love, to find something good in this experience, which at the time, I, nobody could even imagine that. But there has to be a purpose and, and, and good in everything. So um, we want, let's expand on that when we come back. We're going to be going to the break here. You're listening to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. You're listening to Marie White, the author of Strength for Parents of Missing Children, Surviving Divorce, Abduction, Runaways, and Foster Care. We'll be right back after the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Do you feel shackled to your business? Do you feel that there is no room for anything else, like a personal life, family, fun? Did you know that there is another way? Listen for The Unshackled Life with hosts Aaron Scott Young and Michelle Pearson Young. They'll discuss what helps your business work better for you so that you get to have a life. 
Aaron Young has been starting and running companies for over 30 years. It's time for you to finally have the time, money, and freedom that you've always wanted. The Unshackled Life, Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Influencers. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Hi, I'm Tina Kadish, a freedom strategist from Life is Ideal. I provide you the tools and strategies to live a happier, wealthier, and healthier life. Today, I want to share how you can be happier. Did you know that over 80% of working Americans are not passionate about what they do? Everyone knows that passion is the key to success. But for people who don't know what their passions are, finding that passion can be a huge mystery. As a certified passion test facilitator, I provide a simple yet powerful tool to help individuals get clear about the five things that matter most to them and then a process to make those the priority in your life. If you are in transition between careers or working in a career that you don't love or just don't know what you want to do, then you need to contact me today and we will discuss how you can begin today to be passionate with your life. You can visit my website at www.lifeisideal.com and let's connect on Facebook today. Thank you and make it a powerful, happier 2018. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back again. We're here back with uh, Marie White, the uh, number one best-selling author for Strength for Parents of Missing Children, Surviving Divorce, Abduction, Runaways, and Foster Care. Again, uh, those that are just joining us, you can listen to this episode on demand uh, later today at the Voice America Influencer Channel for Sustainable Success or our Facebook page, Sustainable Success 2017. So, Marie, I wanted to uh, ask you, you know, as let's say, for instance, as you know, we all of us have friends and family. What can we do to help though that you know that parent or parents that may be going through this situation? Well, that's a great question, Chris. One of the things that we noticed helped us the most was just when someone would come up to us and say, "Hey, I was praying for you guys. Hey, I was thinking about you." When we would wake up, and of course, you don't sleep during the first year of this. You're off and on just getting enough rest to get through the day. But sometimes I would wake up in the morning or at two in the morning and find a text from somebody at midnight 
who had said, hey, I just woke up and had you and your child on my mind, and I just want to let you know I was thinking about you guys or I was praying for you. You cannot even imagine what it felt like to get a card, an email, a text like that, just to know you robbed someone else's heart and that they cared enough that they were thinking about you or praying about you. And that that was it. If you can do that, I mean, you don't have to have the perfect words. I was thinking of you is all it takes. Wow. I mean, that's, I mean, great. I mean, because that's all you can do. You can just be there for them, you know, and, you know, not, you can't tell them how and when and why to do something. That's not going to make the situation better. You just have to have them, you know, be there for them, be empathetic and and allow them to go through this experience, no matter how traumatic it is, because there's really nothing else that you can do except just being, you know, someone that you think they can lean on during that time. So that's so powerful. Yeah. I wanted to get a little bit more into also the book itself and, you know, about, you know, because I'm encouraging the people that are listening that they should go out immediately and buy this book. And we're going to let the listeners know later, you know, where they can find the book. But I wanted to ask you, you know, you have a special place you would like to see this book. And I'd like to find out where is it? Well, there's actually two things I'm going to say on that because um, something really strange happened, or really amazing happened, when the book went to Audible. When the book went to Audible to be narrated, the narrator contacted me halfway through narrating the book through my website. It wasn't even through Audible or anything like that. And she said, hey, I wanted to let you know that I had to stop narrating and contact you because I auditioned to do this book because it's a book for me. She said, I have two adult, and I have her permission to share, um, two adult drug-addicted children. And everything that you have described in this book applies to me. I know what it's like to not know where my children are when they're gone for weeks or months at a time, to not know whether they're dead or alive. I know what it's like to live with the guilt and the shame and the hurt and the wondering if everyone's looking at me and wondering if I'm to blame. It has just been an amazing experience to see the additional people that this book and its contents applies to. And I would love to see this book in every single prison. I think that's where people that are hurting and who need to find a way to find their passion and their purpose in life. They need to know that they're not alone. They need to know there's still hope after something like this. And most of them are there without their children. Absolutely. It, you know, it's instead of, I'm, you know, I'm a big advocate of, you know, uh, mindset. And I talk about how to resolve the root cause to limited beliefs, you know, you know, finding the solution, resolving the problem and finding the solution, not managing the problem. And that's what you're talking about here. You're not managing the problem yeah. anymore. You're, you're finding the solution. You're, you're providing an opportunity to them to find their solution. Yes. Cause I can't go fix everyone's problems. I can't go into family court and fix the fact that it is broken, that it needs reform. And I don't even know all the ways it needs reform. I know that things take too long you know, there are cases where they're going on for six or seven years when in the statutes it says that child custody cases have to be determined within a certain amount of time. I mean, just ridiculous things are happening. I mean, literally, you could have full custody of your child. Another person takes that child, and yet you go to the judge and say, they won't let me have, you know, have or see my child. And they say, well, you know, let's call law enforcement. Law enforcement says it's a civil matter. We don't get involved. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. 
Absolutely. So I was going to say that, you know, you talked a little bit about how this, you know, how going through this impacted your way of life. You know, what would you say to people that have gone through this experience, what this book can impact them in a way and how they can help them see the light? Well, I think we do a lot of, no, we, I do. <laughs> Sorry, I'm used to talking as a mom and a family. We're all picking <laughs> up our own today, <laughs> which really does mean we. <laughs> um, it gives really practical tools. I mean, not only is it really inspirational and it doesn't completely tell our story, but more takes people on the journey through their own story. Even if they're not going through having a missing child, it takes them through whatever hard thing you've gone in your life gone through in your life, just let's look at what we can learn from it. Let's look at what your passions and purpose are. Let's look at what you're grateful for. So there's things to fill out in there, such as, you know, making a gratitude list. There are also things like um, we talk about going for 30 minutes of, of exercise each day, 30 minutes of outside time for fresh air, and 30 minutes of sunshine. Sunshine is, you know, you get vitamin E, or sorry, I can't even talk today vitamin D through your eyes um, and you need that for your healthy mood and well-being and you can get all three of those things at the same time by going for a walk and you can also have um, some uplifting time and connection time if you go for a walk with a friend so 30 minutes of walking a day could change how you handle the stress that's happening in your life through this and just briefly you know how have people responded to the book since it's been out oh my gosh I am overwhelmed. I, mean, I can tell I by mean, the, the half a million page view, or viewers on YouTube, it's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> it has just been amazing. People are coming out of the woodwork. I mean, doctors are writing in saying how it's affected them and how they're able to relate to their patients better. Um, ministers are writing in saying now when someone's going through grief, loss, or divorce, they're able to relate in a way they didn't realize these were all the things we were going through. So it's just been amazing. And then the people that are actually living through it are writing and going, this book is for me. One lady wrote, I cried for two hours after reading, and she didn't put it down. I mean, literally, it arrived at her doorstep. She read it till it was done all through the night and then cried for two hours. And she said, I didn't cry because I was sad. I cried because finally someone understood what I had been feeling and had been feeling for years and felt like I was alone. Mm. Wow. And, you know, and nothing to do, in your book, you quote Mark Twain. And briefly, can you explain to the listeners and those that are listening on demand later why? Mark Twain says a lot of funny things. But one thing he said that just really struck me is he said the two most important days of a person's life are the day they're born and the day they find out why. And so this book is all about helping you find out why you're here. Why do you exist? What do you have to offer? Why are you going through this? And what can come out of it? The very end part of the book, there are daily checklists at the end for four weeks, every single day, a daily checklist to go through so that you can make it through a hard event. It's about a whole lifestyle change, a whole mindset change. We talk about how to control your thoughts so you're not being led down a rabbit trail of darkness. And we also, in there, I have the very back is cut out cards you cut out and put around your house and in your office and in your car so that you can constantly be encouraged. Wow, that's fabulous. So, again, I'm encouraging everybody that's listening today (laughs) 
or listen or will be listening to get your hands on this book again it's a number one best-selling book strength for parents of missing children surviving divorce abduction runaways and foster care so that being said uh, Marie I would like to you know let the listeners know where can they find you where can they also find the book as well you can find me at mariewhiteauthor.com. That's mariewhite, spell like the color, author.com. And that is my website. It has all of the books available there. They're all available wherever books are sold. And, of course, obviously on Amazon because that's where all books are sold. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're everywhere. They also um, can also find me through Zomis Press, Z-A-M-I-Z-P-R-E-S-S. And that's uh, my publishing company. And I publish people who have a new book to come out, but I also publish people who have a book that's come out already. They're not happy with it. Maybe it doesn't have an Amazon look inside. It's not formatted well. They don't like the cover. It just did not go well. And we redo the whole thing and make it the book they always wanted. Wow, that's neat. So that's great. So you could take you could take a book that's already been out, whether if it was through maybe another uh, maybe another publisher, but yet they have the rights to you know to take the book wherever they want, or mm-hmm. if it was self published. Okay, great. Yes, absolutely. And we got we got about less than a minute right before before we conclude our show. Is there any places that you're going to be speaking, uh, or any events that you'll be present where people, if they're there, they can uh, make an, have an opportunity to meet you in person. My event schedule is crazy right now, but I am doing a um, TEDx talk soon, and so that will be coming out when it gets recorded. Then, you know, once, once I do it live, then they will also record it, and then that will be available on YouTube. Beautiful. Well, TEDx is always important. I know uh, we've had a lot of guests that have done TEDx talks, and we uh, look forward to having you know hearing that when it comes out we will definitely make sure to put it on the sustainable success facebook page so we can uh, get your message out there further i want to thank you today marie for for joining us and providing this wealth of information for people that may be going through a very difficult time in their life uh something either directly or indirectly related to what uh, you had experienced And again, I want to thank the uh, listeners as well for joining us today. Again, you can listen to this episode on demand at the Voice America Influencer Channel Sustainable Success or the Sustainable Success 2017 Facebook page. Till next Wednesday, everyone have a great rest of your week. And again, you know, to have sustainable success, put your wellness first and implement daily habits and disciplines that serve your purpose going forward. And you will truly experience true prosperity and have the opportunity to experience sustainable success. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week. 